Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight Tournament Champion. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to the post-game show, the basketball post-game show. I'm Jake Bakovin, and you're listening to 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. DP, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. He's off. He's going on vacation. He didn't stick around to watch this one. Maybe his is probably falling on his phone, maybe even watching it. Uh, maybe on a, on an airplane somewhere, but either way, probably just as frustrated as the rest of us. Nebraska falls uh, to their former Big Big Eight, Big Twelve, Big Six rival Kansas State Wildcats, sixty-seven to fifty-eight. Wildcats come into Lincoln and get the victory, a big victory for them. They have road victories over Wichita State and now Nebraska, so that should shine brightly on Kansas State's. I don't know NIT resume. I'm not too impressed with that team, but uh, Nebraska. Uh, things are getting worse. Five straight losses. A little bit different tonight. Uh, seemed like they maybe were trying a, a different strategy to a degree. Um, or maybe that's just Kansas State's defense. Kansas State's uh, defense is holding teams to uh, to a low amount. I think they're top 35 in the nation in, in scoring defense. Um, Nebraska usually likes to push the pace. Hoiberg's talked about slowing it down a bit. Um, maybe that happened to a degree. Nebraska's point total getting to 58. But this was not a, a pretty performance from... Either team, as far as shooting the ball goes, uh, 39% from the floor from the Wildcats, 23% from beyond the arc. Nebraska, 33% from the floor. It's not going to get it done too often. 18% from beyond the line, uh, three-point arc. I wish to say that that was a surprise, but that's kind of been the way it's been throughout the season. So Nebraska falls to 5-7, and seven, fifth straight loss, uh, and Wildcats improve to 7-3. and three. Big Sky in here with me as well. We should have uh, Eric Strickland course former Nebraska ball great usually uh, is uh, is calling in on these post game shows and he will do that here in about 10 minutes so we'll hear from the former Husker great see what he thinks or thought about tonight's game uh, also Connor Happer is at the game we'll talk to coach Hoiberg along with the rest of the media and we'll catch up to him before the end of the hour too so an exciting show uh, for you here uh, wish it could be more exciting as, as many of these have been t- uh, rounding out losses uh, so we'll start with the uh, big sky I know you're throwing things together I'd like to take your thoughts for a second uh, just kind of your first thoughts from this game Nebraska falling 6758 okay there we go i wasn't on on the board yeah there you go but uh <laughs> you know as a student well, former student now actually i graduated a lot yesterday congratulations but congratulations uh, yeah, i way. did not start that just to have that flex in there well either way that's a that's a pretty big deal <laughs> uh but it's just it's disheartening because this was a season that seemed like you know it, it was it was kind of like year two of frost where there was a lot of buzz going into the season um you, you feel like this could be the year they're going to put it together and our, our misery will be fixed, and it has not been the case through 12 games. 12 games now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I, I encourage people not to give up on the season quite yet, but it, it does feel that way, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's what the, the these losses can do to you when you when you get in these long losing streaks, five straight for Nebraska, and you know, it, it's tough to find the answers right now. 
Um, how how do you fix this situation with the roster you have currently? Now you have two guys out with injury, um, you know, and and just pieces that – I mean, we can try to break this down from several different ways as much as we can, and we will, um, but it just keeps going back to the fact that Hoiberg uh, recruited a free-flowing three-point shooting offense, or, I mean, that's the system he likes to run, uh, and they – they just don't seem to have the guys, the shooters capable of doing it. If you set them apart um, and you say, can this guy hit this shot? Um, you feel pretty good about it, but uh, the, the, the stats keep piling up on them. And another just abysmal shooting night, five of 28 from beyond the arc, um, 18%. Uh, that's going to hurt you. Also some, some thing, uh, one thing that really hurt Nebraska in this game, maybe all else considered uh, Nebraska might've been the better team, but the 18 to two scoring <laughs> drought to end the first half. I mean, th those type of things, I mean, you, I don't know how many games you're going to win if you have an 18 to two scoring drought and shoot 18% from beyond the arc. That's just, that's just, not a recipe for success um hats off to to guy like alonzo verge did once again score 21 a little reckless with the ball six turnovers tied for the team lead Derek walker um was playing pretty sloppy tonight six turnovers as well for him uh six points for walker we'll run through the the uh, uh the stats here for the guys a verge 21 points like i said um but was busy just kind of everywhere um a little bit uh, you know a little sloppy too at times did have those six turnovers but five assists um Team leading there, five of the nine for Nebraska, five rebounds, four steals, including two that led directly to scores as he stole them from the inbounds pass, basically. So he was alert on defense um, and and pretty good today, seven to nine from the free throw line. Just a little reckless at times, but it, it, it's kind of what Verge is. You know, sometimes those passes end up as, as great assists or, uh, you know, plays we applaud him for. Sometimes they go the other way. He's kind of a, a 50 fit. I mean, by far the best ball handler, but some of those 50 50 plays go his way. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. And tonight ended up with a five assist to six turnovers. Not ideal, um, but uh, still not awful for your leading ball handler and, and, and the best player tonight for Nebraska. 14 points for Bryce McGowan's uh, four of 14. I thought he should have tacked a little bit more. Uh, a lot of three-pointers. Two of eight from beyond the arc. He's shooting some deep ones, and he just hasn't been good enough um in my mind, to jack up some of the ones he's doing from beyond the arc at this point in the season. Four of seven from the free throw line, three re rebounds, two assists, and a block for him as well. Uh, only two Huskers in double figures. Eight from Tominaga, including two three-pointers early. Didn't hit one the rest of the game. He was three for 13 from the field, two of 10 from beyond the arc. and uh, But he was pesky on the defensive side of the ball as well. Three steals there. Um, same thing goes with him as goes with McGowan. Sometimes the I know he's got the green light. That doesn't mean that every shot's a great shot. And when you end up with these two for 10 nights, it's hard to it's hard to think that he should be able to just kind of have the green light at any time. Uh, but that is what he's providing out there as the starter for the last few games. Uh, Lat May, another starter, three points, three rebounds, one of four from the field. Derek Walker, nine rebounds. So he was he was banging down there in the post. One assist, one steal, one block, six turnovers, though. Uh, kind of sloppy passing the ball today off the bench. Not much to report there. Just six points off the bench for Nebraska, and they were outscored uh, on, as far as bench points goes, 21, or excuse me, uh, 23 to 6. So that's another reason that you're not going to win one of those games. Kobe Webster, 0 for 3 from the field, uh, steal. Uh, not much else to report for him. And Eduardo Andre, the biggest thing is four fouls. I mean, he was out there collecting fouls. Uh, three rebounds out, one assist, and C.J. Wilcher, uh, six points, two steals, 
one of five from the field, three or four from the line, one of four from beyond the arc, and he finished out there with the starters in the place of Lat Man. So that's something that's always interesting, not just the starters, but the finishers. Um, so that's that's running it through, and it's it's not beautiful. It's not necessarily pretty. Kansas State, by the way, kind of had a, a more spread out attack. Also, only two guys in double figures pack led the way with 15. Massad had 10, nine points from uh, Izagu. Uh, Bradford off the bench had nine. Miguel had seven, so uh, six from Smith. I mean, they, they had points coming from uh, every one of their players tonight. It wasn't necessarily a one-man attack. Just kind of disappointing, I think, overall, because that's a game that Nebraska definitely could have won. Kansas State's a team. Uh, they did beat Wichita State on the road earlier. They are 7-3. and three. The record's pretty good. Um, but they had 13 straight losses in the Big 12 last year. Um, not saying, la- you know, last year's last year, but it kind of rolls over. Iowa State kind of saved them from being the worst team in the Big 12. Iowa State now very good. So Kansas State uh, might be competing for that. And just not overwhelming. I mean, they had some size that they certain some physicality that they used to beat Nebraska. But their shooting, their shot selection, their three-point shooting, not too impressive either. Um, so just kind of disappointing for Nebraska to get on the, the bad side of this. Um, so uh, not not necessarily want to see. We, what we do want to hear is hear from you. Start a hammer text line 4246456865. Once again, we'll have Eric Strickland probably calling on his way here in a few minutes. Um, off the text line, we have Hoiberg has no offensive scheme, none. And uh, and that that's to a degree true. I mean, he kind of that's kind of his uh, his drawing card to a degree. And recruiting is a free flowing scheme, uh, scheme fu- uh, you know four in or four out. I should say, um, and it just hasn't worked. And I, I think they got to work a little bit more. Maybe with these two weeks, I mean they're, they're gonna have Wichita or I keep saying Wichita State, Kennesaw State on Wednesday. Uh, and that should be a win. By God, should that be a win? And then, you know, so you kind of have two weeks to kind of try to figure things out. I think they are going to slow it down a little bit, probably need to slow it down a little bit more, run some screens, uh, even, you know, and, and there was a few times where they did um, just even that old Doc Sattler pass the ball around to the end of the shot clock type of thing might not be the, the worst idea. Uh, Turd Ferguson off the text line said, I'd call it a sinking ship, but it seems more like a stinking ship because we stink. Uh, yeah, he's not, uh, <laughs> I guess with his name there, you'd expect uh, the same, th- that sort of comic kind of links in there, but not necessarily untrue. I understand the frustration from Husker fans. Uh, five straight losses feels like a, a sinking ship uh, that hopefully they can recover from. Uh, and so... That that's uh, on on the bright side. If, if you watch the, if you watch the broadcast, Kitty Bell and Eric Crouch were golfing, uh, so they did that. Uh, so it's kind of good to get some publicity out there. I think you know the game was on BTN, so it was probably largely Husker fans watching. But anyway, probably enjoyed that. You know, uh, the volleyball team came back and was recognized uh, at a point today. The the Nebraska women's basketball team improving to eleven and zero. So you know, I'll. I'll Altogether, uh, a, a good weekend, especially for Nebraska volleyball, the, the Nebraska athletic department. But uh, ends with this Kansas State loss, 67 to 58. Used to, you know, the old message board uh, name calling would call them the Mildcats back in the, the Big 12 days. And I, again, I don't think that this team's overwhelmingly uh, too great. But they did get the win. Is, is Strick on the line, or was that just an errant call? Uh, he is on the line, but. He has asked us to ask him lots of questions. All right. Is he there? We'll bring Strick in. We've got plenty of questions for the Husker basketball great, but we'll just start out with your overall thoughts. 67-58, Nebraska Falls, fifth straight loss for the Huskers. Well, um, you 
you know, just my observations is that, you know, it's a lot of the same things. They're not really shooting the ball. I think you talked, the announcer stated that uh, in having conversations, it's been a lot of what we talked about on the show, uh, more sets, uh, continuing to do rebounding, um, taking, you know, better shots and running it through Walker. But we didn't see that. Um, I'd like to see Walker be a little bit more aggressive on some rebounding and stuff like that. That's not an overly, like you said, overwhelming Kansas State team. Um, they had opportunities at one segment about going from, from the first. got to win the halves, right? Meaning not just the first half and the second half, but you've got to play games within the game. So in the second half, you have two, two moments, whether you're down, you're looking to make a run, by the 10-minute mark or by the first two timeouts, excuse me, or something like that. Uh, but they ended up, you know, with 10 minutes left in the uh, the second half, they ended up going like one for nine and, and shooting a horrible clip. It's like they had these long stretches of offers. And then, then you'll find either some offensive rebounds, some putbacks, um, just some lackadaisical weak defense, you know, the guy makes a pass to the big fella for a dunk, and you just see a bunch of Husker guys, uh, players looking around. So it's it's kind of weird, but you know, nonetheless, I think that um, they just they've got some work to do, and, and it's it's not it's not looking good because you're seeing a lot of the same problems night in and night out, and until they you know figure out a way to handle that, it's going to continue being held in the losing column. And I, I keep looking for maybe if, if if there's a bit of a change of pace, and I thought that maybe there was a little bit tonight. Again, Kansas State um, is one of the better like, top 35 as far as scoring defense, so they kind of like to keep the, the score low. Do you think that there was a, a little bit of a, of a slower pace for Nebraska, maybe a, an idea from the coaching staff, or was this kind of more of what you've kind of seen all year as far as the attack on offense? I mean, they were trying to. I mean, you can hear the coach yelling quite a bit. Um they, they weren't going to give open lane drives. I mean, even though Verge did shoot a, you know, not bad of a clip tonight, but they, they, they were very focused on it, and they're going to continue. Scouting reports are going to continue until, until, until they do something different. Sorry about that. I'm uh, in my car. Oh, that's good. Um, until they do something different, you're going to see a lot of these particular issues. So um, I think they – you did see a slowdown part of it, but then you still saw slowdown with no, not a whole bunch of good shots. They did get good shots tonight. They still missed those. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> but there were still some bad shots and, and things like that. When you're trying to either push a lead, get a lead, or get back into a game, it's got to be quality opportunities and looks at the basket. And I don't think they got that tonight. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because Tominaga and McGowan's seemingly have the green light to shoot whenever from wherever. And if there's anybody that should have the green light on this team, it's them. But they just don't have the, the you know the consistency throughout the year to probably be doing that. I mean, it, it almost feels like when, when McGowan's is doing it, at, at times he's trying to show off the you know pro scouts that he has that sort of range instead of fighting into his best shot. And Tominaga, you know, it, he. 
he's tough to get too critical of because he'll, he'll bury like two of them and then he'll say, well, maybe maybe he should have the green light. But then he finished, um, you know, with missing his final seven or whatever it was from the three-point line. And some of those not necessarily forced, but some of them just not, not the best shots. Uh, do you think that they should take the green light away a bit from those guys? Uh, or are you just kind of hoping that your shooters eventually hit? I, I, I would say yes. I, I would say there would have to be some parameters because you have to have what we call discipline checks, right? You have to be able to, you know, check their discipline on will they execute or will they not. And that's what you saw down the stretch. It just seemed like Kansas State, even though they took shots, they missed some shots, they still executed when they needed to, and then they got extra opportunities. So I would take it away for a time being until I began to see them either knock them down, and I would challenge them. You have to make this this amount of clips. You know, when I say clips, I mean certain shot clips. So if you take ten shots, you got to make, you know, four or five out of ten if they're open. If they're in the set, you've got to make, you know, maybe four out of ten. But if they're wide open, if you're not making seven out of ten, like I would challenge them on that. You can't you can't get it until you're making seven out of ten good shots, and 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 that's honest. I mean, you should be able to as a college player to be able. I mean, I can go into the gym not shooting in years and still make seven eight clips from certain ranges. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's that's a problem for me. If they can't if they can't do that, you've got to take it away and and and, and make them execute. So that they're getting great opportunities and giving themselves a chance to win instead of shooting themselves out of games. And it's it's very interesting what to do with Lot May. And he again didn't finish the game. C.J. Wilcher was out there, um, and he had good open shots tonight. But 0 for three again from beyond the arc. Um, did you know use his length to get into some defensive lanes and, and helped out a little bit in other ways, but not enough. You know to to kind of. I mean, he's here. Not I mean not just because of his shooting. Also, you know his, his length does help. But I mean that's that's why he has a scholarship is because he came in as a shooter. Now shooting um, came into the game shooting 23 percent from beyond the arc now 0 for 3 from deep um is is it time you know sometimes like you've seen over the years even if you bench a guy maybe that'll wake him up just get him a new role do you think that there's there's something to that or do you think you need his size too much because we saw you know without Breidenbach Andre in there sometimes could just be four fouls that could be pretty quick and that's a lot to ask of Walker oh I mean it definitely is the, the depth losing Breidenbach hurts their depth but I think they really do have to just um, let, let's say have a, a role identification, um, you know, meeting. Um, it would be no different than let me let me just say it like this: like when I played in Boston, um, we Coach O'Brien had a sit down with Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. In that sit-down, they had a discussion on what is needed in order for us to be successful from them. You know what I mean? They knew they were going to get a certain amount of minutes and they were going to play a certain amount of time. But in doing so, also part of that meant getting guys involved in the games. Uh, knowing that, then guys like me and Kenny Anderson and Eric Williams also had to identify a role. 
I think yeah, I think he turned off speaker on accident there, Strick. Are you still with us? Yeah. So it would be it would be nights like that. I'm sorry, uh, it, it transferred over oh, uh, from my phone. But there would be nights when Kenny Anderson would get a certain amount of, of points, or I'd have 20, or you know, the high number that night. And but it got to a point where it didn't matter. It got to a point where guys were ready, guys were prepared, guys stepped up when it was needed. Bad nights for Antoine or bad nights for Paul. Just like anybody else, they get just as tired from high minutes, high volume minutes. So you had to be ready. And I just don't know if they know who those guys are, what those identified roles are. It's just, it just doesn't seem to me that they have an idea of, of knowledge of that. Do you think that they're – because off the text line, somebody asked, you know, kind of who's the X's and O's guys on staff because um, looking for just something to draw up a little bit something more on offense. And it, it's, it's not a new discussion. It's what we've been talking about, um, you know, after we've seen Nebraska kind of struggle after the first few games is, you know, do you, do you want to try to start drawing something up? Because outside of that, you know, unless everybody kind of gets that, like what you're saying, knows the roles and can really – identify what they need to do and then do it on a, on a consistent basis. You know, I, and I, and I think some of these guys have separate skills for some of those roles. Um, but if, if they can't kind of figure that out, you would think maybe drawing up some sets, they don't seem to go through too many half court sets. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the answer. Like you said, maybe, maybe it's uh, getting it down low to Walker. They tried to go a little bit slower here today. So it's, it might just be continuing to experiment with those things, but how would it would be pretty difficult, uh, here in the next two weeks, you don't have too many games. You have Kennesaw state. Um, but other than that, maybe that that's the perfect team to kind of experiment with maybe a little bit is, can you, can you kind of do that mid season, uh, you know, kind of orchestrate an offense, teach everybody uh, a few sets, uh, or or is that a little bit uh, too much and you just kind of have to go with what, you know, plan A was coming into the season? Yeah, that's a great point. I think that is something to have to consider or to think about. But at the end of the day, they that is tough to do. But if you're, if you're, if you're supposed to be a pro preparation pipeline, then you you have to be able to make adjustments. Those are the things that are going to happen at the next level because you're not going to get much time to practice. You're not, you know, they'll draw, they'll they'll be sets that'll be put together or game plans that'll be changed or different sets that'll be implemented depending on the way that the team likes to defend you or or an expectation of how they may defend you. Right now, teams are going to run. This is this is their this, run them off. Don't give them straight line drive to the basket. Make them finish. They'll turn it over, or they'll. You know, there's just different things in the scouting report right now that they're saying against this team. And until they then are able to look at it, assess it, and not fall prey to it, I mean, it would be like somebody just baiting you, knowing you're 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 not shooting at a good clap right now. They're baiting you to take those shots because they know the percentages work in their favor with the way you're shooting right now. And on top of that, they also know that you're not a very good rebounding team. So, so you're, you're not crashing boards. So at the end of the day, they, they feel that they'll, they'll play the odds. And, and it, it, you're going to see probably more of that. Um, you probably even see that Kennesaw. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, it's going to be tough box to, 
um, make adjustments like that to a style of play that you you were accustomed to, but you're going to have to do something because what's going on right now is not working. Uh, I, I have two more questions for you, and one was Nebraska did get 12 total steals. Verge had a few of them that led directly to, to baskets. Um, you being, I mean, an excellent defender, obviously kind of your, uh, your calling card, especially in the NBA. Uh, did you see some, you know, excellent defense out there, uh, especially from Verge? To, to, I mean, how often do you get those kind of out of the out of the uh, pass, kind of, kind of right up full court, just take it from the team after a made – bucket you just don't see that very often verge had two of them in the same game it made me feel you know good for verge uh and his awareness but made me feel a little bit best how <laughs> a little less good about how kansas state did end up beating them and was still making those type of mistakes <laughs> right i think that's the way to absolutely uh take a look at it as well it's a perspective that you have to look at that even with those high clips, but then when you look at some of the other numbers, then we also have talked about how if these numbers, rebounds, turnovers, points in the paint, um, if those numbers remain at, at, at low numbers of the 30s or if, if, if they're shooting a high clip percentage because your defense, and, and one of the things I saw is I would start tracking, if I was them, multiple effort plays. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Multiple effort plays would be that you are on a rotation, you leave the rotation, you must crack down to block out. Um, if you're beat, uh, a guy goes by you and you're beat, your, your next multiple run is to the corner because that's probably where the pass is going to go. And those are like discipline things, not standing around. If you if you're caught standing in those 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 just void areas at any given time when shots are going up, then that's recipes for losing basketball because now you're allowing tip outs, uh, hustle plays to not be effective. Uh, just that little body to keep the big man from going up and and, and getting a rebound or getting a tip out. Just those little things like that can hinder that and give you a better chance. But without those those multiple effort plays that that when you're rotating, you know, that next guy's gotta be on his horse to the next one and and not give up after one hustle play because most defenses, you know, if you if you work them, they'll break down after a couple passes or a couple drives, and then that's when you'll get your, your good shots. They have to continue to do multiple hustle plays. Otherwise they're not you know, they're not gonna be effective whether it be on defense or offense eric strickland nebraska hall of famer and longtime nba vet just one more question for you i don't know if you caught this um but uh, maybe better than watching the game was watching the btn classic before the game uh they actually showed you out there against michigan state in 1994 what do you remember from that game i have a dvr i gotta go back and watch it no that was um it, it was it was awesome because they were they were a pretty good national power. They had they had some pros on that team, um, you know, and Sean Resford and Eric Snow, and um, there was one of their one of their big men. I can't remember what his name was. They had like three pros on that team, and uh, for us to go up to Lansing and get one from them, and then they come and then we get that that comeback where Tom Wall needed to make three free throws in order to give us the overtime, and we ended up pulling out the win. Those 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 uh those are some great times. Um, you know, I had to do my part 
with Sean Respert, and it was my duty always to take out the one of their best leading guys and not allow them to have crazy nights. And if we do that, we felt we had a chance to win. So that's 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 again playing roles. Even though I had to score too, you know, I had to also be effective on defense. And and you know, it's good to see guys like Birds take the onus on that stuff. But you need that collectively as a whole in order to be. Uh, successful because you have to be moving as one 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 body one unit. And if you don't, then there's going to be cr- uh, cre- creeks and I'm sorry, there's going to be crevices and there's going to be holes in your armor, which will allow teams to beat you at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, this Nebraska team's got a long ways to go before it looks like uh, some of those early 90s squads that you were on. But uh, either way, we'd like to thank you for joining us tonight, and, uh, and hopefully we, we can uh, hear from you after Kennesaw State. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. Have a good night. All right. There he goes. Eric Strickland. Again, Nebraska Hall of Famer, one of the best ever suit up in the Scarlet and Cream. Uh, obviously went on to have a great career in the NBA, including with my Boston Celtics. So that was pretty cool. He helped lead them to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm always a big fan of Strick. I spent a little time with my Milwaukee Bucks as well. That's right. He did. Uh, no Eastern Conference Finals, though. No, not not at that time. But at least your Bucks are doing better than my Celtics are now. So <laughs> everybody's got their time. Yeah. yeah. I can't complain too much. All right, we got to take a break, uh, in, 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 but uh, we will be back here. Nebraska did lose 67-58. Uh, we'll have more. Connor Happer will give us a call here in about 15 minutes to kind of get the post-game report that he heard from Fred Hoiberg. Uh, but coming up next segment, we'll break down this a little bit more and try to find a way for Nebraska to get better, maybe just as simple as hitting some of their shots, which hasn't happened yet. Uh, but we'll break down some more of the stats coming up next year on the post-game show on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Husker basketball Twitter, not a nice place to be right now. <laughs> Just kind of fun running through and seeing all of the, the tweets from Husker Media and otherwise. Um, it's it's a dark place for Nebraska. They're going to have to find a way to scratch and crawl and really shoot their way out of this hole. Um, but I'm not sure if that's what this team was built for. Um, and, and it was. It was. That's exactly what it was built for. Um, but it's not working. I don't know if they have the pieces that they thought they had in the recruiting process. Nebraska did hit first uh, five of their first ten, right, from three. Um, and felt it felt like, okay, things are flowing a little bit here. Tominaga's hit a few. McGowan's had a nice one or, or, or two of them actually as well. Um, and then they finished 0 of 18 from behind the line, and I have to double-check my math there, but I think that that's 0%. I, I think I think you're probably right there, Buck. <laughs> and again, uh, not to not to, to mock or make fun of them too much, but that's, that's like, hard to do. It, it is hard to go 0 for 18 from the field, and some of those weren't awful looks, again, as Hoiberg has talked about before, but I don't know if that helps his argument that he's, uh, that he's been able to recruit the ro- necessary roster that he has to run his offense um, just uh, just a tough one tonight. 67-58 again. The Wildcats win. Nebraska shooting 5 of 28. That's good for 18% behind the line. Um, almost 70%, 68% from the free throw line. 15 of 22. Just four more shots than Kansas State from the line. They were also 15 of 18. Uh, so Kansas State a little bit better there 
from the line and probably not enough of a disparity if you're the home team that you'd like to see for Nebraska. Probably want to get a few more. Um, as far as total shots, Kansas State was 23 of 59, uh, Nebraska 19 of 58. Uh, you know, uh, good, good job on Nebraska's defensive end again. I think you, you at least have to give a tip of cap for that. Um, 39% from the Wildcats. That's not very good. Nebraska did have 12 steals, um, but that's about where it ends as far as getting too excited about any of the other numbers. Kansas State uh, does out-rebound Nebraska 44-36. to That's been a consistent story all year. Nebraska only getting nine assists. Uh, Kansas State, meanwhile, 12 assists. So Kansas State's assist-to-turnover ratio, 12-19. to That's not very good. Uh, Nebraska's is 9-17, to also not very good, which... Yeah, you know, some of these stats just kind of help make my argument that I don't think either of these teams are too good, um, but it, that makes it all the more frustrating that this was a game that Nebraska could have won, should have won, because you welcomed Kansas State onto your own court, and they were far from overmatched, just uh, ultimately couldn't get things done, and uh, and it, it's, you know, you kind of want to look at this team or this game just by itself, but it's hard not to stack these games on top of each other. Five straight losses, and when you start to look at, um, you know, the three-point shooting percentages throughout all of those, um, they're pretty bad. And, and I think, uh, let's see if I can find the stat here. Uh, it, I mean, <laughs> I have to run through again the four, the pretty, uh, let's just say toxic place that is Nebraska uh, basketball Twitter right now. Caleb Henry uh, actually did tweet this out. Over the five-game losing streak uh, against high-major opponents, Nebraska's 31 for 144 from three. That's good for 21.5%, so not much better than what they had tonight. Um, it, it It's going to continue to be rough if you shoot under 20%, under 25%. You, you've got to find a way to shoot 30, 30, I mean, 30 is not awful. <laughs> it's not great. But even a 30, 32% clip um, will give you a fighting chance. Nebraska, not anywhere close to that right now. Uh, we will have Connor Happer here call us in, uh, call in here uh, in not too long. He was He's at the game, uh, was at the post-game press conference, so maybe we ha can hear what uh, what Fred Hoiberg have this, had to say. Uh, but we always like to hear what you guys had to say, too, uh, here on the Honda Lincoln, or excuse me, the Sarder Heyman text line, 402 464 Five six eight five. The milkman says uh, that this uh, they just have to hit shots. It's pretty basic. They have to make shots, and um, it's that is true. It's it's hard to to find a different narrative than that. I mean, it, it's it's tough to see. Um, and so, is that Connor Happer too? Yes. Okay, Happer will be. While we hang tight, we will hit. We'll get Happer here on the other side. Get uh, the report from the post game from Coach Hoiberg and get Happer's thoughts on a fifth straight loss for Nebraska. Now five and seven. Um, league play just a game away. One more game against Kennesaw State, and then league play. Of course, Nebraska already zero and two because they played their early Big Ten games as well. But it's not going to get easier from here on out. Maybe Kennesaw State will be have to do more of a scouting report on them. Um, but we'll get all the answers to. Uh, the questions, what it was like in the building today, um, and what Hoiberg's response was. We'll get that with Connor Happer here in, at the other side of this break. This is the basketball post game on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket's basketball post game show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Basketball Post Game Show. I'm Jake Bakovin, DP, out on vacation. Hopefully 
enjoying the start of his vacation because he wouldn't have enjoyed it if he did watch the Nebraska-Kansas State game. The Wildcats walk away with Lincoln with a 67-58 win over Nebraska, giving the Huskers five straight losses here. Real quick, I did want to address something on the text line. Somebody asked if Nebraska lost a volleyball assistant today. They did. They lost Tyler Hildebrand. Congratulations to him, though, because he's moving on to Long Beach State to be the head coach. Long thought of by people uh, that he might be the head coach in waiting for John Cook. A lot of those people come through town and go and get jobs. John Cook just stays and and continues to be a boss. Nebraska volleyball obviously fell a little bit short, but to get to the runner-up here was awesome. So hopefully there's no more ideas in the future about coaches and waiting or pushing Cook into the athletic director role, some people thought. I think he's pretty good as just the head coach of Nebraska volleyball. Uh, but now people are starting to question if there is good coaching on the Nebraska basketball sideline, at least the men's basketball sideline, women are 11-0. Let's bring in Connor Happer. He heard from uh, Coach Fred Hoiberg after the game. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. First, just want to get your thoughts initially on the 67-58 to loss for Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, good evening, guys. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I didn't really see what was different uh, tonight than – from you know a week ago when they were like yeah well, we're going to change some things up um you know and, and Hoiberg just kind of keeps going back to they miss shots and yeah that's that's the simple part of it and and certainly it looks better when you are making shots we did see that in the first 10 minutes of the game but I don't know man it, it you got to have plan b and um you know it, plan b seems to be throw up 30 footers and uh so it's, it's not pretty right now um, and I don't, I don't think K-State's all that good. I, I don't think anybody that, you know, just talking to a couple people that cover K-State, I don't think they think they're that good. Um, so it's a, it's a bad loss tonight and certainly one that you could have had. Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to continue to do this to implore fans not to give up um, because, you know, once again, the tournament team from a few years ago started conference play one and five, so it would have been easy to give up. But it just it it's starting to feel a little bit more and more hopeless uh, the more we go on through the season. Uh, is there an adjustment you think that they, that they can make? or Is it slowing the ball down? I mean, they they got to less points. Uh, you know, the, the, maybe the pace of play was a little less today, but um, like you said, not much of a difference overall. Uh, and obviously, they missed they missed some depth there in the in the in the in the back or the front court as well. Well, it goes a couple ways because I mean, it, you know, I, we could sit here and demand that it looks different and demand changes in the offense, and and I think we've we've kind of pushed that button a little bit. Um, but then if you do that, you, you got to have something that you could go to that you think could work better. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that Nebraska's built any other way right now other than to, you know, just pray that their shooters get out of the slump at some point. Um, so, that, I mean, that's, that's in a way the roster's built. That's an inherent thing that you're, that you're dealing with right now, which, you know, is not really fixable on the fly. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I don't really see them – making drastic changes here because of that. So, I, I like, on one hand, I, I think it's, um, you know, not all that awe-inspiring that, that they haven't really pushed any totally different buttons yet or hit the panic button or we haven't seen dramatic changes yet. But on the other side, I, I, if they were to make those dramatic changes, I'm not sure what they would do, and I'm not sure what they would look like. Um, and that's a, that's an issue in the way that the roster is built. So, um 
the, the margin for error was always going to be really thin for them this year, and it's just been wrong at, at pretty much every turn so far. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where you could go other than, uh, man, you just hope you can get yourself out of this slump. And I thought tonight would, you know, tonight was a pretty good opportunity for it. You you come off of a week off and you kind of reset things a little bit. You say, all right, let's, let's take a little bit of the freedom out of things. They did. Um, a couple more sets and, and things like that. But, I mean, when it came down to it, when they started missing shots, the shot quality went down and, and you know, it sunk them again. So, um I guess you just have to hope that you could sustain it for for more time. Uh, tonight it was about 12 minutes, and um, you know they're going to need they're going to need about 30, 35. You're not really close right now. Yeah, and you wonder too. I mean, and, and Strickland brought this up earlier: is that they that maybe they need to sit down and kind of really define their roles. Um, is there is there maybe a changing of roles for some players that could do it? I, I think they should be at the point, in my mind at least, to try to get a spark. Maybe Webster and Verge don't play all together, you know, all that well, but maybe it's worth experimenting, you know, that type of backcourt because um, Webster really didn't provide much and, he, and didn't seem to have too much of a chance there. You know, you think back to the his first game this season where he scored 20, you know, maybe if you could try to get him to start, play those type of minutes, uh, and kind of be in that mode. And, and on the flip side, you know, I know they need Latman's length, but, you know, sometimes even a benching can help get a guy into his role. I mean, we saw that last year from Delano Banton, the guy that's playing in the NBA now from last year's roster. He didn't, re, you know, he was really struggling till they found a role for him on the bench, and then he kind of carved out his spot. Do you think that there's a change in the starting lineup uh, on the way that could maybe change some of these roles and or, or maybe at least just – I you know change for change sake. Well, I don't maybe I think so. That's a that's a button that you could hit, but I I mean I don't know if it's role definition. I I had this thought during the game, and, and I'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. But like you know, how many guys have we seen come through here that we thought, man, those guys could be really good role players, and and they you know they are have that capability to be that, but. They're just being asked to do so much. I mean, look, look at look at Casey Tominaga, who I think had 13 shots tonight. It was three of 13. Yeah. Um, and and that guy that guy is a great role player. He could come off the bench and get hot in a hurry. Um, but I, he just I, I mean maybe for this team, but there's no real world where he should be starting. Um, I, I love his energy. I love the spark that he gives them. But you can't have that guy taking 13 shots. Um, and you know, it's so that's not where your primary scoring is going to come from. It, it's been that way, um, for a bunch of different guys throughout the past, too. So, I, they're asking a lot out of everyone right now, and that's that's how they're trying to get out of this hole. Um, and, and it's kind of flipping the other way on them, you know, it's it, it, they're pressing, and um, you know, it's, it's spiraling a little bit right now. Well, you mentioned briefly. Uh, can you just got about thirty seconds for you to answer this? But did Hoiberg say anything uh, post game that was interesting? Yeah, I, I, he he was really encouraged by the first twelve. <laughs> he, yeah. he was uh, he's like I think that was maybe the first best twelve minutes we played all year. <laughs> um, and uh, and you know I I didn't see that coming as far as an answer for him, but. Um, there was that, and they'll regroup and try and get it back together on Wednesday. All right, he's Connor Happer out at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Thank you for joining us on the postgame, Connor. 
Yep. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right. There he goes. You'll hear more from him tomorrow on his show with Happer. More from me tomorrow on – he is Happer. His show, Happer and Schaefer with Schaefer. My show tomorrow, uh, Bach and Tom. Uh, so uh, one more congratulations to the Big Sky for graduating. Congratulations to the Husker volleyball team for their wonderful season and the Husker women's basketball team for starting 11-0. That'll wrap it up for the post-game show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.